Welcome to Moms Who Say the F Word with your hosts, Paris and Courtney, the two mom friends you didn't know you needed. very first podcast our very first podcast oh my god what up friend oh my god this is exciting i'm so excited i've already had exciting a little nerve-wracking i'm still drinking it's (laughs) awesome i'm drinking on an empty stomach this is gonna be this is gonna be an awesome episode just saying i'm drinking on wine and two tortillas cheers to me (laughs) tortillas Tortillas. those are gonna help you for sure (laughs) um so maybe we should introduce ourselves uh maybe so Here I am. My name is Paris, and I am a tiger mom to one cub, a wife, and a working boss babe. Um, Courtney loves to call me Martha Stewart, but I've never done any jail time, promise. And I'm very much, shut up, and I'm very much like (laughs) Brie Vandy Camp. For those of you who are old enough to know what the hell Desperate Housewives are, and again, no jail time, no alcohol problem yet and no killing yet. of the husbands yet there's a lot of yet in there i know wow um <laughs> i'm courtney um paris tells me i'm a bossy bitch i don't really believe her but i just let her say what she wants it's easier than fighting with her um, i'm a working mom to three minions that i mean honestly run me into the ground and ragged every day but I feel like I deserve some sort of medal because I've kept them alive this long. So clearly I'm winning at something. I have been married for double digits. Sometimes I forget the number of years, but I just know there's two digits in there. And again, I mean, we like each other, so I feel like I'm winning. So again, where are my medals? I need trophies. <laughs> trophies. They're on their way from Amazon Prime. <laughs> so let's discuss our why for why we want to do this podcast. I personally hate that question when people ask you, well, what is your why? You know, what, what, that's like, why do we exist? Or what is the meaning of life? It's such a profound question, right? So I always feel like kind of like caught off guard when I'm asked that question. So hallelujah, thank God, we already knew this topic that we wanted to discuss. So I've had some time to think about it, Courtney. Um, Oh, wait, do you actually know the meaning of life? Um, I do not. Oh, I am okay. I am getting there. I feel like Never mind. I feel like this podcast I, got excited. I know. I feel like this podcast is gonna propel us to find that meaning of life. Um and not the Monty Python version. And I know Courtney's probably like, Who in the fuck is Monty Python? No fucking yeah, clue. I'm blank staring me. She's totally blank staring me. I'm challenged. <laughs> so my why for the podcast is I feel like with all the life struggles that I've had, and um, trust me, I've had a lot, you know, I think everybody does, you know, through jobs, through marriage, through children, through, you know, even growing up, everybody has struggles, no matter what they are, big or small, everybody has life struggles, you know, and navigating my way, you know, through my 20s, and then figuring that out. And I'm like, yes, I've mastered my 20s. And then I was in my 30s. And I was like, yes, I can't wait to be 40. Now I'm in my 40s. And I still don't know what's up. Um, nobody, nobody's mastered shit at 20. I just Sorry. think nobody's got it together. Nobody like at any age. Together. You haven't figured your life out, you know? That's true. And one of the other reasons I I feel like are my why anyway is, you know, I'm I'm sure there are people out there, and this is going to get a little bit serious, but I'm sure there are people out there that have 
had that feeling of being alone. And I just want you to know, whoever you are out there, if you're listening, you're not alone. And I hope that this podcast reaches somebody and touches somebody's life where they feel like, hey, you know, I may not have it all together, but that doesn't mean I won't make it there. And, you know, another reason is making friends. You know, making friends in elementary school was way easier. You know, like for me, if you had the Sanrio, I'm pulling it out really from way back in the day, Sanrio. Do they even have those anymore? Okay. <laughs> okay. But if I you was had, thinking like Lisa Frank. I want somebody, no. somebody who has some yeah, Lisa, Lisa Frank. Yeah, Lisa Frank was the shit too. But Sanrio, and if you had one of those nifty like... Hello Kitty or Karo Karo Karopi or whatever that frog's name was with the pencil box with all the the little buttons where it would flip things out. Do oh my God, this? I forgot okay. about those boxes. Okay, so I those are amazing. would scope out the girls that had the Hello Kitty badass pencil boxes and you were my friend. That's how I made friends as a child. But as an adult... Nobody has a Hello Kitty pencil box. They just don't. And I thought it's you way did. you don't have one? Shut up. It's way <laughs> harder to navigate friendships. It really Christmas. is. Christmas. I know. Merry Christmas to me. I know what I'm getting. Um, but I want to share what I've learned along the way. And I wanted to be able to have a platform to share my knowledge and empower other women to be the boss of their own destiny and that no one else is in charge of your happiness but you. That was like really thoughtful. I'm super. super proud of you right now. You're welcome. <laughs> but I don't know how to live up to all of that. So um, my why. So, you know, the birth of this this podcast is, is kind of, well, it's kind of stupid, really. But if you think about it, um, so Paris and I talk every single day, um, a ridiculous amount of time every single day. You would think with kids and husbands and families, you know, that we're dealing with and all and working, both of us work full time, all the shit on our plate, we wouldn't have time to talk all day long. We totally do. All day long. Um, kind of ridiculous, I know. But one of the things that I feel has always been a um, repeating theme is all of the things that we dislike about what's happening out there in the world. And when I say the world, I'm not talking about politics. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm we're not, not doing climate. that. We're not doing that. No. I'm not talking about climate change. I know the shit's out there, whatever. That's not what we're talking about. What I'm talking about is how people are treating each other. And in general, for me, supporting women is one of the biggest things that I, you know, want to do on this podcast because nobody's fucking perfect. I don't care how pretty you make your Facebook. I don't care how many Pinterest successes you've had. I don't care what your job is or what your job's not. Um, you know, nobody is perfect and everybody has their own struggles. And when I look at somebody that is bright and shiny on social media, I typically wonder what are they hiding behind that screen? You know, what's behind that keyboard? What are they hiding? What what support do they need? What love do they need? And kind of how, you know, what Paris said is that I don't want people to feel alone. And I want I want to love everybody. I know it's totally lame, but that is totally who I am. It's 100% who she is. She loves everybody. I, not kidding. I do. I do. I love everybody. I don't like hate. Um, it's funny to say this, but I, it's a de total double ne negative. I hate hate. Um, but <laughs> the hate that women give to each other and how they hate each other and, um, you know, and not support just each other in general and whatever you're whatever you're doing in your day. You could be a stay at home mom. You could be a podcast mom. You could be a full time working mom. You could be whatever type of mom. But we, you know, and and I, I say mom because we're both moms. This doesn't just apply to moms. This implies to women 
at all ages. Um, you could be anybody, but you deserve support and you deserve love. And so that's really kind of where I came into thinking, you know, why don't we share what we talk about all day long about what we are so unhappy about what we wish other people had? Why don't we actually put that out there? And what you put out, I think it's you, Paris, that says, you know, you put it out in the universe, it grows, whatever. So that's where this came from. And those are my whys. That's a, that is 100% um, me. Like Courtney's saying, like me putting it out there in the universe. I do believe in that. I believe in the power of, you know, positivity and all those good things. And I'm telling you in my 20s and even in my 30s, had you told me that I was going to be that person, I'd have laughed in your face. But that also comes from age and from maturity. And I really do hope that we reach a younger audience. And what I mean is like women in their 20s. I wish when I was 20 years old that somebody had shook me and said, this is not your worst day. I promise you. Truth. There is going to be a day that comes in the future that will be your worst day. And guess what? You're going to pick your shit up and you're going to still be able to be you, move forward. In fact, you're going to be a better you because you will have lived through something traumatic, no matter if it's somebody's death, no matter if it's you lost your job. That's not your worst day. I promise you, Pumpkin, yep. it's not. And if you can survive and live through all of that stuff, you, you're going to be miles ahead. And, you, and you, you will get past this. You will power through. And I attribute a lot of um, my skills and the things that I've learned over the past. How, how long have we been friends now, Courtney? 11 years? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think right? it's 11. How, how old are our kids? That's always I don't I even know. Out. I'm not even sure. I know he's 11. alive and he's in the living room right now doing his homework. That's what I know right now, Courtney. So I mean, I hope that mine are alive. It's really quiet in the house right now. So it's very possible they're not, but it's okay because I haven't heard anyone screaming. So I'm pretty sure we're safe. But I, so, yeah. So, I mean, we've, we've pretty much threatened both of our, both sides of our families. We're like, listen, we are recording a podcast. Y'all cannot, cannot come and interrupt. Which, Y'all are going to lose fingers. Which, Don't even yeah. think about touching my door. I promise you, though, <laughs> through all of these podcasts, I'm pretty sure our kids are going to interrupt us. It's going to happen. I already know. Absolutely. And we're going to say, oh, my God, do we need to edit that out? No, no, because guess what? That's life. And being a mom, that's reality. Your kids are going to interrupt you. And guess what? There's going to come a day when you're going to wish that they were interrupting your life. And I literally, the times that I get a little bit annoyed with my kids or Courtney gets annoyed with her kids... We are going to miss that, and we know that. So we don't get so mad, you know? Well, uh, well, maybe well, we don't. Never mind. <laughs> there are some moments, but that's I don't know. why we vent to each other. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's So, yeah, it's been 11 years of venting. That's really what it's been, 11 years. But, you know, we don't just vent. We, have, we, we love our lives, and um, we love our children, obviously. So even when we are venting or on a mom rager, <laughs> we still love them. They're little shits, but we love them. We do. We do. So, you know, one of the things that you probably should know about Courtney and I is that we were not born in the same same place, and we were not born to be best friends. We didn't know each other, okay? Like, I had a best friend growing up. Courtney had a best friend growing up, you know, and our lives you know, evolved just like everybody else li- else's life does, right? So... I think we should talk about how we met Courtney. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that you, as an adult, you don't always realize who's coming into your life or how. So our story is quite, it's normal in a way um, because it happens to a lot of people. Um, but our own 
little things that happen between us are kind of funny. Uh, but I think that people always need to be open to what could fall into their lap. They may not even realize it. Like you may not realize that the next interview you're doing <laughs> could be your, it could be your best friend. So yeah, let's. I think maybe we should tell that story. Yeah, we should start there. I think that's exactly where we should start. So before I even interviewed with Courtney, I lied to her. So this is this is the basis of our friendship. It starts wait, out on, wait, wait, <laughs> as on. a lie. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to point out that I didn't know about this. So what was this lie? So the lie was on my application. Okay, so for those of you people who have ever had to relocate somewhere, it is way hard to try to get a job in a different state that you don't live in because nobody wants to interview somebody from out of state. So I lived in Southern California when I started sending my resume to Las Vegas and I put a friend's address. It was actually a friend of my aunt's address (laughs) on the application so that I could get the interview. I had no idea. But you started pretty quickly. I sure so did. So you had your shit planned. Oh, But yeah. I did not know that. That's funny. Okay. I had no oh, idea. Yeah. I played it off the entire time, even through the interview process. Because, okay, so now note that I lived in Southern California. I got the call on like a Thursday or a Wednesday. And the girl on the phone was like, I found your resume on monster.com. Would you be able to come in for an interview tomorrow at 8 a.m.? I literally was sitting there in my then office, shaking like, oh my God, how am I going to pull this off? How am I going to get to Vegas by 8 a.m. tomorrow? No, I'm going to figure it out. So I did just that. And I told the lady, yes, absolutely. I can absolutely come in for an interview at 8 a.m. I was like, oh my God, how am I going to get all the way to Vegas? I guess I'm driving there. So I drove. I don't even remember what time I left. California I want to say like maybe three or four in the morning it had to be to get there by eight yeah what is it a four and a half hour drive I don't even know but I drove like crazy to get here okay not to mention I interviewed in June okay so for those of you who are not worst anywhere near a desert and you don't know what June is like I mean I'm sorry what the weather is like in June in the summertime it's horrendous it is a dry heat It's a heat that I'm not used to. So I wasn't dressed for this interview. And I always am dressed, okay? Courtney, I'll tell you, I'm sure over the many, many podcasts that I always show up for my life, okay? She's super dumb. It's dumb. (laughs) So I pull into the Target parking lot. (laughs) So funny and so telling about my life that I'm pulling into a Target parking lot to get dressed, okay? Target. Target wasn't even open, okay? So... I am getting dressed, and thank God, I'm pretty sure, because this was like in 2008, they didn't have cameras or like, you know, like the that Jack you know Bowers, you know, like stellar cameras that can zoom in and get your face. No, they, I, that I know of. You're right. I don't know for That sure. you know of. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they have me on video. But I literally threw on a suit. I had my, I put my hair up in the car, people, Ugh. to go to this interview at 8 a.m., with Courtney. So I show up and I don't know how everybody else shows up to an interview. Like I'm pretty sure everybody shows up nervous, right? But I make it my mission when I go into an office to be super bubbly, 
don't even ask because that's so not my personality okay just putting nope. it out there false okay. advertising but friends I- <laughs> this was false advertising <laughs> like I literally want to make friends with the receptionist and compliment her hair and tell her she's amazing and you'd be lying if you worked here and you know I totally try to be a part of whatever you know the office family is because I don't know the dynamic yet right so Courtney comes out okay and she says, you know, oh, come with me. Follow me to this small square room. And It was an office. It uh, had a window. It was. Sort of. No, no. That was a fake window. It wasn't even I mean, real. it's a window into the inside of the other room, but it's still a window. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we're going to argue about this now. Now. Like, I mean, I find out you're a liar. 11 years So now later. we're fighting. Oh, okay. This is our first fight, y'all. Just letting you know. <laughs> On podcast. Very first podcast. First fight. We're first fighting about fight. a window. We're fight Right. To the window. To the, oh, to no. the wall. No, we're not Wait, singing that song. This isn't not, that type of no. podcast. There's not. Well, it could be, but it could we're be not there yet. <laughs> we're not there yet. So anyways, she takes me in this room and I'm sitting there in my mind, literally going, her name is Courtney. Her name is Courtney. Her name is Courtney. Over and over, right? Because when you meet somebody for the first time, you don't want to screw up their name, especially if they have some weird ass name and you're like, oh my God, but Courtney is not a weird name. But then she threw me off because she introduced me to another Courtney. I was like, oh fuck, there's two of them. There's two. I never two. thought of that. I was like, oh my God, two Courtneys. I never- so I never I thought about how difficult that I'm would like, be. Oh my god, there's two Courtney's here. I'm fucked. There's no way. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I never thought about how confusing that would be because it's not like we looked anything alike. I really have to set the scene though because not everybody's gonna understand this. I was four ish, four to five ish months pregnant. If I could do math, people, I can't do math in my head. Um, but I was about four months pregnant with my second kid. And it was summer. Okay, now she's already explained the weather in summer. But any of you that have had kids, do you realize how horrible that weather is when you're pregnant on top of that? So I was wearing a suit um, that I was just dying to get out of because I was pretty sure I was baking alive and baking my child because it was so hot. So in walks this chick. Okay, tiny little thing, dressed perfectly to the nines, and her hair. That was the thing that got me the fucking most, was the hair. She's got this real, well, at the time, I had no idea how much hair she had, but it was up on the top of her head in something that even when I have long hair, I couldn't even imagine doing on my own, and I'd probably have to pay someone $120 to put my hair up, however it was that she had it. So she sits down, and I'm, I'm thinking, I had just chopped all of my hair off. I had... It was shorter than a pixie cut, basically, because I could not deal with my hair in the heat. And here is this perfect biatch sitting in front of me with her perfect updo. And it's it's a one million degrees outside. And I'm just thinking to myself, who is this chick? And I'm sitting here trying to interview to replace me, actually, because I had gotten a new job within the company and I was replacing myself. It had been a difficult process. We She's irreplaceable, people, by the way, just so you know, she's irreplaceable. I mean, of course I'm not. I'm, of course. I mean, yeah. I knew that. Her former boss made it a point every day to tell me that I was never going to be as good as Courtney. But let's be, let's be honest. He told me the same thing about other people, about for myself. He just liked to say those things just to mess with us. But it was very hard. To, he, he didn't just take any person. So we were having a pretty hard time with these interviews. I was tired of it. And I was just tired, right? Again, four months pregnant, pissed off. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, this was the exact same time that my husband was gone for six weeks. 
So he was gone. Um, oh for yeah, a, a her husband thing. is like he's like Indiana Jones. He was on like some archaeological he was, dig. Yeah, he was going. Yeah, for college, he was on some dig, and he was gone for six weeks. We couldn't even talk on a daily basis because of where he was at, and and here again, pregnant, hormones out of control, and again this this woman sitting in front of me, and I literally just want to strangle her and kick <laughs> her out of the office. But I didn't. Thank you for not doing that. Thank you. I I didn't know. I didn't know what I was. Didn't know what I was getting when you I didn't know interview. that I had struggled to get dressed. In I had no Target idea. parking lot. You had no right? idea. You would have never known because, <laughs> like I said, I was pissed. I was pissed looking at her. Um, but I and I wasn't sure I liked her. I was like, Ugh. you know, I try not to be judgy. I really do try. But I think that when I'm a hormonal pregnant woman, it just kind of comes out of me. But I got to the question that I think won me over. And that question was that I, you know, asked all the same questions to every applicant. And, you know, the normal answers are, oh, nobody. Oh, I get along with everybody. The question was, what type of people do you find it difficult to work with and why? God, (laughs) I hate that question. I so hated it. Yeah, but your answer was not standard. Uh, That's true. That's true. So my answer to that question was, I do not like people that cry at work. And I think it was so funny because Courtney's face, like, okay, so both Courtney and I are not so good at hiding the face, okay? It's it's always usually a fix-your-face type of moment for us um, because it's all over our face, especially in meetings. I am the worst at um, not hiding what I think of people (laughs) with my face. I struggle. I struggle. Um, I always have that second of, oh, shit, did they see that on my face? And then I school myself, but... Yeah, it definitely, I don't hide it very well. If I could just, you know, wear sunglasses to meetings, this problem would be like nothing. Nobody would be the wiser. I'm just saying, like, if I could just wear my sunglasses into every meeting, it would be amazing. But um, to answer Courtney's question, I did not miss a beat. I told her that I did not like people that cry at work. And let me clarify, I told, because she asked me why, right? And I told her an incident. And now keep in mind, this was like 11 years ago. I had just turned 30, okay? So my answer probably wasn't the best for an interview. But whatever, people, I got the job, okay? Just just letting you know. So what had happened was a girl had stolen my lunch. I know there is somebody listening to this podcast that has had their lunch stolen at work. Okay. Or that has stolen a lunch. Or that has Let's stolen be honest. a lunch. And you know what? You should and log off. You should not <laughs> be doing those things. You, Shame you should, on you. Yes. Make your own food. Get your own Do you own have any stuff. idea how hard it is to remember, number one, to bring your lunch to work and make it? Yeah. Like, Shame on you. Yeah. Don't steal people's lunches. Yeah. Just had to say that. my office was not in a real convenient place to like just go and, you know, get food. Not to mention I lived in Orange County, you know, Southern California, Orange County. Everything's expensive. And I'm like, I'm not going out to lunch every day. I'm just not. So anyways, this woman, you know, I walked into the lunchroom to get a soda. Okay. I don't drink soda anymore, but in my 30s, I drank a lot of soda. Just be aware. So I walk in there. I get a soda. And I see this woman, and it looks to be my lunch container, my lunch bag, okay? And I see her. No shame. I know. Take the lunch out, put it onto a paper plate, warm it up, and I'm like, God, that really looks like my food. Don't even think about it, right? I'm like that. I'm, I'm just being paranoid. So I go back to my desk. I come out for lunch, and my lunch is gone. Like, the bag was there in the refrigerator 
but my lunch had been eaten. So I immediately walked over to that woman because I knew who it was. And I said, excuse me, did you eat my lunch? Like you literally, know what you did. like a school child. Did you eat my lunch? I know you did. You know what you did. You know what you did. I was like, Just tell the truth. I know you ate my lunch. I did not say the B word. I did not because I, I am in corporate America people and I have class sometimes. Okay. Wait, what? At that, shut up. So at that moment, <laughs> you know, I basically accused this woman, right? And I'm like, okay, I've said my piece. Hope you enjoyed my lunch. I'm going to go now. Okay. She comes to my desk 30 minutes later. Okay. Now I sit in executive row. Okay. At that time I was, I was supporting a um, vice president, actually a couple of vice presidents. And she comes to my desk and she starts, she's crying people. Okay. Like buckets. And she tells me she didn't appreciate me accusing her of stealing her lunch. I pushed myself away from the desk. So dramatic, I know. Can you can you feel the drama? So I turned to her and I said, have you lost your mind? And she's like, well, I just didn't appreciate that you made me look bad in front of my coworkers. So I lost my mind. I looked at her you and I said, you know what? You stole my lunch. You stole my lunch. You know what you did. I literally told her that. You know what you did. Please leave. She didn't leave, people. She like scooted more into my desk area and was like, I really need you to apologize. And I looked at her and I got super close to her and I said, I need you to get the fuck up out of my desk and get away from me. And she walked away. That was pretty much how I told Courtney. I cleaned up the language kind of yeah, a lot. Yeah, so I don't remember any of those yeah. that language yeah. at the time. I'm actually telling Courtney for the first time the real story. Like the full version, like no holds barred, like just every F-bomb. Maybe there was one. I don't I mean, know. She, de- she deserved it. She did. She did. Like, I am not against, you know, people crying at work for, you know, other reasons. That I don't want people to think, like, I'm just a heartless bitch. I, well, mm-hmm. I am. Sometimes. Sometimes. But I do have a heart. I swear. But uh, for that story, that's that was the story I decided to share in an interview. It's just crazy to me that I even it, shared it. Not a standard answer. And, and I'll, I'll never forget what hearing that story... I had asked why and I get the story and I just stop and I just look at her and I in my head the whole like the wheels are turning and I'm thinking nope nope I do like her she's a bitch I like her <laughs> it was awesome it was like the best answer I'd ever had in an interview and I had done a lot of interviews at that point and still the best answer that I've had since then for all the interviews that I've done after that point so that that definitely was one thing that got you the job I won't lie yeah, but let's be very clear on this, Courtney. I still know that I wasn't first choice. My eyes are rolling. If, <laughs> did you guys I hear wish, the roll? The I, roll if you could, did you hear the roll as my eyes fell out of my face? That is so dumb. Okay, let's just be honest here. When you do interviews, you're given a stack of four or five, and they say, here, do these people. Get, see if you find your the person you want in there. And we had found somebody that the person I was that they were going to be supporting light and we but we probably delayed too long and she found another job so we had to start over so we got another stack and Paris happened to be in that so that's how she ended up um you know being the the one that was chosen but uh that's not my fault that doesn't make you a second choice it just means that you weren't in the first batch whatever I don't know what to tell you it's okay it's okay I forgive you 11 years oh, later. Whatever. But, you know, I do have a really funny story about that that whole situation. And it kind of has to do with Target. 
I love Target. We spent a lot of time at Target. You'll hear more about that, I'm sure. Um, but that interview process took a long time. I think I got promoted. I got promoted in March of that year. And we didn't hire you till what? Jul- July. End of June? July. Yeah. So I was doing two jobs all the, you know, those months because we could not find anyone to make this manager happy. It was like the worst thing ever. And if, because, because nobody's still- as good as Courtney. That's why. Well, duh. I mean, I couldn't find me. <laughs> And I can't, I can't make two of me. So, you know, whatever. But, and I was getting both jobs done. So he was happy. He didn't care. But eventually it became to be too much. So, but we had interviewed a lot of people. Um, none of them were up to par for him, but he did do some second interviews. What, what we did was I did the first interview. If I thought that they were decent, I walked them right over for the second interview, which I think I did to you, right? I just yes. walked you right over. Yes. Yeah. She walked so you didn't me even, over. There was no preparation, no preparation for your second interview. No, no, not at all. And it was, it was pretty actually, it was pretty funny going into Mr. S's office. Um, I sat down and he, he was actually super nice. Not that he's not a nice man. I don't want you guys to think that he's not a nice man, but it was kind of funny because here I am. I'm, I just drove from Los Angeles or Orange County. Sorry. People get a little bit offended. Like, okay, Orange County, Los Angeles, there's a difference. Okay. So lost, Orange County. Sorry. See, I almost said Los Angeles again. I am so sorry to all those Orange County people. Please forgive me. Anyways, so I walked in, you know, to Mr. S's office and Courtney, Courtney was with me the whole time. And, you know, she's like, oh, you know, Mr. S, I almost said his name. Almost. Oh, my goodness. I got to protect people. You know what I mean? So anyways, walk into his office and he says, you know, do you think that you would find it difficult to tell me, you know, something that maybe I won't like to hear? And I don't know if it was the heat that melted my brain that day, but I just told, I looked at him and I said, well, I would have told you that that tie doesn't go with that shirt. He would, he would, he appreciates those things. And he did. He appreciated it. He He laughed. He chuckled. And of course, Courtney, I'm not sure what Courtney's face did, but I did hear her giggle. So I don't know if she was a little like floored or not, but there was a little giggle in there. No, because I, and I loved working for Mr. S. He was a wonderful boss, but hilarious. And those type of things, like don't wear that tie with that shirt, totally something that would have happened, you know, working for him. That's just who he was. But he, he interviewed quite a few people and wasn't happy with anybody. And one of the, one of the applicants was a very, like, very, you thought you were bubbly. This girl was just, she was bubbly and really wanted this job super crazy and was one of those ones that kept calling to follow up and sent thank you notes. I mean, hey, when you interview, send thank you notes. I think that's great. But when you keep calling and the decision hasn't been made, calm down. Right. So I was at I was at Target and it was I'm pretty sure it was a weekend and I was shopping and I go to get in my car and who is not not just near my car, parked in front of my car. So nose to nose with my car is this applicant and she is getting out of her car just as I'm about to put my stuff into my car. I threw my stuff in my car and so fast got into the driver's seat and slouched down because I did not want this girl to see me. (laughs) So if they have cameras at Target, they probably saw that whole debacle. And thank God she didn't see me. We're clearly never going to be spies. (laughs) 
No, we're never going to be spies. I am not secret secret. I don't know how to sneak around. It, it was just the, the funniest thing. And I sat there and waited and it took her. I don't know what she was doing, but she like got out of her car and then she opened her back seat. She didn't have any kids with her or anything. And then she closed the doors and I kept like peeking over my dashboard. And finally she was gone. I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. It was oh just the worst. that was just the strangest interview <laughs> process ever. I just picture you peeping up above your dash like a Again, I can't be a spy. <laughs> whack-a-mole target is clearly our place like i i just know for a fact when we get to podcast like 879 (laughs) target is still target will still be our place yeah absolutely oh my god target but isn't that the i mean i feel like it's a pretty common sentiment among women that target is the place yeah i have yet to meet a woman that does not like target and i i'm not gonna lie if you don't like target i I don't know. I don't I don't want to meet you. I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely... Okay, so I, I do want to say this. There's definitely women that love Target. And then there's definitely women that love Walmart. You know, I no shade to either one. But, you know, like, Target is definitely, like, Courtney and I's jam. We love yeah. Target. Like, it's Target just, is our place. They got it right on everything for us. So... I mean, let's be it. honest. When we lived in the same city... That was often our lunchtime. We would go to lunch and then we would go to Target. Or we wouldn't even go to lunch and we would just go to Target. Don't ask me why. We always needed something every day. Uh, You know, and that's one thing to note, too. I know most of you listening here um, don't know this about Courtney and I, but, you know, we've been best friends. We made our friendship in here in Las Vegas, um, but Courtney left me. She moved away. Oh, Lord. Here we go. The guilt trip is going to start. I'm changing the subject. I don't live in Las Vegas anymore. (laughs) We haven't even been alive 84 years. (laughs) Not yet. Uh, Oh, my God. But it's been like, what, five years? Five years. It's been five years. I live outside of Portland now, Portland, Oregon. So it's beautiful. She lives in a very beautiful city. It's it's amazing. So I can't. Except except for I talk to squirrels. And I'm allergic. I am definitely allergic to where she lives. I was there for eight days with her, and I my whole body literally hates nature, I think, because it broke out in hives. I lived in calamine lotion for three weeks. No joke. Yeah, that you happened. and nature, you guys don't go along. No. But, okay, so we're getting off, off way off track. Because Sorry. So I hire you. Well, yeah, we hire you. And, again, I am a hormonal four-month pregnant woman who is – and at that time, I was already struggling with drinking enough water, my blood pressure. I've always had problems with my blood pressure during pregnancies. My doctor wasn't happy about it. So he gave me this like huge canister that I had to drink like three of them every day. And I was like, you have lost your mind because how often do you expect me to pee? <laughs> you know? And so I hire this girl because she was the most qualified, but she shows up and she looks just like she did at her damn interview. Her hair is perfect. She's wearing clothes that look like straight off of like a Nordstrom adverti- you know, advertisement or something. And the first thing that some of my coworkers and I thought was, we're going to make this girl fat. That's literally I mean, what they did, y'all. They I mean, wanted it, to make me fat. I saw the email. I saw it. I mean, okay. But then on top of that, she offended us all. It was, it was offensive what she did to us. We make a we used to make a huge deal about birthdays. It was huge decorations oh around God. the cubicles. Yeah, I'm bringing that up. Oh I'm bringing it up. Stop you it. you offended us. She oh, started on her damn birthday, and she didn't tell anybody. 
Nobody knew. Okay. I okay. didn't see her HR paperwork because that goes to HR. So I had no idea that it was her birthday. And um, and I'll also, we were trying to make her fat. So birthday cake <laughs> would have been perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. You are ridiculous. Okay. So to be fair, I usually am pretty extra about anything that is a day to celebrate me, just so you know. She really um, is. But how this all came about was I was in Mr. S's office, okay? And this guy comes in who is a manager. I, I hadn't met everybody yet, okay? It was so, your first day. You I hadn't know, met anybody yet. I know. Okay, stop. 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 Whatever. I'm still offended. Okay. Okay. So Courtney's offended. Just 11 years later, she's still offended. So this guy, so we're going to call him DR, okay? Um, and not Horton, in case you're a homeowner and you like DR Horton Homes. This isn't what this podcast is about. It is about <laughs> DR. That we're just going to go with that. Okay, so anyways, it was the second, it was at, ah, it was the second day on the job. Not my first day. It was the second day on Okay, the job. but you know, you had a whole first day to tell us. Okay, okay, fine. Fair enough. Okay, so it was my second day on the job. And this guy comes in, DR, okay? And he says, oh, hi, April. And I look at him with my side eye and I'm like, April? So Mr. S is like, he corrects him. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, her name is Paris. Where did you get April from? And he stumbles and he says, oh, he goes, maybe maybe your birthday is in Paris. Uh, I'm sorry. Maybe your birthday is in April. And I'm like, no, it's not in April. So Mr. S goes, well, when is your birthday? And I said, it's today. And they thought I was joking. So they they both laughed. And they're like, no, 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 really, when is your birthday? I said, no, um, it's today. And Mr. S is like, are you are you being serious right now? And I'm like, yes. And I'm like, you can pull my paperwork. Today is my birthday. And he's like, oh my gosh, he made the biggest deal. Oh my gosh, he comes bouncing out of the office. Because that's what we used to do. the whole team, it's Paris' yeah. birthday. Like half the floor is like, who the F is Paris? Are we going to Paris? I think people literally were a little bit excited because they thought they were going to Paris. You know what I mean? Because it's Paris's birthday. And they're like, wait, are we going to Paris? Because I feel like there was a lot of wait. giveaways at that time at our job. Oh, yeah. there was. You know, it's not out of the realm. They gave no. away trips and stuff to, like, cool places. Never international, though. Well, I'm j- it could have happened, okay, if it, the company didn't, you know, tank. But anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, so they wanted to make me fat. That was their job. I mean, their main mission in life. And birthday was it. Yeah. I mean, that would have been a start. I mean, birthday cakes were always a thing. There was always somebody's birthday. Or someone was bringing donuts or whatever. It was a horrible, horrible place to be. It's no, how that's you, every how job, you... friend. Every job. Even my I job right now, we love to eat. Any no, excuse to eat, they're always eating. So mm-hmm. everywhere. I, I feel like if you work in an office, and I apologize to those of you who do not have the amazing effect of, of seeing what an office life is like, because it's really not that amazing, but... The, the food, food can be. Oh, my God. I feel like Heck everywhere yeah. I've ever worked, people love food. Like, let's eat. It's great. There's nothing else to do. No. I mean, you either work or you eat. There's really, that's it. I love eating. I mean, <laughs> even though you, you, know, you don't Courtney look like you love eating. I don't look like that's I the problem. Love eating is, you know, no. I'm sorry. It's eat a fucking family sandwich. metabolism. I don't know. Eat a sandwich. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> she tells me to shut up a lot. Do you notice that? I know. And you know, it's amazing that in the end, what I didn't realize that what I was doing, you know, 11 years ago was that I was hiring my best friend forever. I, I know it sounds super BFF, sounds stupid. I know. But it's the truth. Um, and she tells me shut up a lot. But she's still my not. best friend. I so not. Shut up. 
it may have been, you know, kind of a rocky start at first. I mean, I don't think that we ever thought we would find anything in common. Um, but after 11 years, we are pretty much glued to the proverbial hip since we are so many, you know, hours apart now. That's true. But I mean, even though you moved away, you know, some friendships fizzle out. And of course, life gets in the way. And especially, you know, Courtney's got three minions. Okay, three. That's like, a lot. that's a lot. It's that's, a lot. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> like, I literally think it's about three children and I can't breathe. And I know some of you out there probably have three. Maybe you have like 11 kids. I don't know, but I can't do it. I have one. And I'm like, this is this is Paris level. Like, this is where I should be. I know, I know my lane. Courtney's in the fast lane. I'm in the slow lane. Like, oh, clearly, no. she she enjoys being. You know, but I have to say this about Courtney. Like, she really is a very good mother, and I will tell you why really quick. Um, she does so many things for her kids that I look at and I go, God, like, I want to be like her because I don't think I could do that. Like she took her kids on some river rafting trip. I'm not doing that. There's no way. I literally, in fact, I know I sent her a text and I said, um, yeah. Do you want to take my cub along with you next time? Because there's no way in fuck I'm doing that. I'm not getting outdoors. I'm not. In fact, the Cub Scouts are trying to talk me into going camping. And I looked at him <laughs> like he oh, spit sorry. in my purse. Oh, my God. I'm laughing so I'm hard. I'm like, That's have you like lost? literally the funniest thing ever. Has he lost his ever-loving mind? Why would you ask that of me? What, what about me looks like? I want nothing. to live in bug spray, like nothing. for reals, nothing at all, and pitch a tent. He literally said that to me, Courtney. Would you like to pitch a tent? I I'm could like, teach you. Uh, oh, I don't know what that means, and I'm offended because um, I don't, I don't want to go outdoors unless it's from my car to the mall. I'm not doing it. I'm just y'all. You will learn that we are extremely different people. We so are different. very, very different. And I paid her to talk about how I was a good mom. Shut up. She did not. She did not. <laughs> she is looking at me like, oh, God, what is Paris about to unload? I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous because I didn't know what she was going to just like straight out tell. And, and, you know, she talks all this big game about what I do for my kids. Having three kids means I'm spread thin. I really am. She knows it. Um, but I watch how she, you know, raises her cub and how much dedication they have. We actually just had this conversation about how none of my kids like to read. I love to read. I have always been an avid reader. All three of my kids hate to read. They won't do it for fun. They barely do it for homework. And her, her, her cub loves it, loves to read. And I just, I love hearing about it because those are things that, you know, she's instilled in him um, from young, very young childhood. I mean, she reading to him when he was a baby. Pretty sure I didn't do that. I just, because I was always working. I was always way too busy with three kids. You just don't have as much time. And so I have always been quite envious, especially because when it comes to things like things that we do for our kids, crafting, that I fail every single time. <laughs> that cooking. That is not true. She's cooking, lying. She's I lying. Fail. <laughs> I try really hard, but uh, Paris rarely fails with that stuff. She's very, very hand like handy when it comes to all those things. She's always the one I call. How do I do this? <laughs> oh my god, you're so silly, so silly. But um, you know, with Courtney and what she does for her children, I think both of us admire each other because we do things that the other, not that we can't do it, but that we just don't. 
right? It's not in our wheelhouse. It's, it's just not, not. We all have different wheelhouses. It's just not. And and we appreciate that about each other. You know, they say opposites attract. 100%. 100. Yep, 100%. Exactly. And Courtney's not joking when she says that we talk all the time. You know, when people move away from each other, like I was saying before, you, sometimes you grow apart. Um, but for Courtney and I... We have definitely always remained a constant in each other's lives, have always seen each other through good times, hard times. You know, we've started traveling together as a family, which is amazing. If you have a friendship that you you and your family can travel with another family and it works, do it. Because it Absolutely. is the most rewarding thing you can do for your family, for your friendship. I mean, the fact that our families are so well bonded. We are family. 100%. There's Absolutely. no going back. Like, I told Courtney, you are not allowed to not be my friend. I don't care <laughs> if, you know, you do the worst possible thing. I'm going to forgive you because I love you unconditionally. And that's just the end. That This is it. Like, we are friends for life. That is what it is. That's why we're doing a podcast because we think that we have something to share with y'all. And, you know, years later when we are super famous because it's happening and we've written our book together and we've gone on talk shows, um, not Maury. Does he, is he still around? I, I feel like know. he is, but we don't need someone right? to tell us not the father. That, yeah, not the father. No, we're not doing that. Like, you are not the father. No, that's not happening to us because that would be weird. We've got that handled. That would be weird, too. Like, how would we be each other's... Anyways, Anyways. we're not going to talk about it. Anyways, anyways, 11 years later, we have now started this podcast to share our adventures, our wisdom, and downright cool-ass shit that we do to um, unleash onto all of you. You're welcome. I mean, don't forget the failures. We got those in spades. <laughs> so, but they're good you know, ones. <laughs> they're mostly good ones. We've learned from them. They're good. We do learn from them. It's a good thing. Uh, so that's it. At the end of the day, we're just two moms. And friends. Trying to keep our shit together. And lipstick off our teeth. Keep the kids alive. And enjoy every moment. If you want to reach out to us, which we would totally love, drop us a line at momswhosaythefword at gmail.com. And remember, if you can't say anything nice, come sit next to us. And don't forget to tune in next week for a brand new episode. Till then, these moms are fucking out. Bye.